The Chargers have some reinforcements coming on special teams with the signing of Devontae Harris, a cornerback from the San Francisco 49ers practice squad. But how much is he going to help the Chargers at the cornerback position where they've been really banged up? Another big thing for the Chargers right now is how important is it for them to try to win the Super Bowl, for them to win the Super Bowl during Justin Herbert's rookie contract, given what we've seen trending around the league. But let's go ahead and get into it. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always, my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons. We started doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, and now this is our fifth season, or fourth season, I should say, as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. I mean, it feels like it's like our 10th season, so I think that counts for something, but... Thank you guys for coming into the show today. We appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure to check out our new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And if you're on here right now, make sure you guys go to the bottom and hit that subscribe button for us. We've been really loving doing this format for you guys. And a shout out to all of our podcast listeners as well. You can follow us wherever you get your podcast from. And I know that works a lot better for people on their commute and getting your daily dose of Chargers in. But thank you guys for making this your first listen. We very much appreciate that, especially with a lot of great content. And if you need a second listen, if you like other sports, there's going to be a locked on show for whatever other teams that you like as well. But on today's show, we're talking about some news for the Chargers, David, an in-season acquisition. You don't get a ton of those, right? And you're not going to get a lot of impact players, especially when you're signing someone at this point in the season. But due to some injuries and obviously due to some you know flailing special teams play, I think the Chargers made a good move here in bringing in cornerbacks slash special teams specialist, right? And Devontae Harris, a guy that... Has, you know, a few years in the league, came in in 2018. But there are some really good plays you can look up, you know, from wherever you're looking him up. He, the guy's made some plays on special teams. He's made some plays as a cornerback, too. I know Ravens fans all remember a big play that he made against Deontay Johnson on a nice double move route where he ended up recovering and making a nice play. But I think when you're looking at this, you're definitely looking at a boost to the special teams unit, especially given the fact that Ryan Smith is done for the season, right? He was the guy they brought in to be the Chargers gunner on the outside, on the punt unit. And that's not a unit that's been great for them so far. So as much as we don't know how much he could help in the secondary, I'm really not expecting him to be a huge boost there. I do think this is a boost for the Chargers special teams, which has been, like I said, the worst unit in the league. Well, I mean, let's not forget the Chargers are ravaged with injuries, especially in that position. So adding a corner, I mean, whether he's going to play special teams primarily or not, it's still a good signing. It's still a, a, a great uh, a, a great piece to bring in to try to help, you know, if they need to step in. Because the worst thing that could possibly happen is someone to get hurt and you not have somebody that is available to go in. But, yes, this guy, Devonta Harris, is brought in specifically to try to impact the special teams. There's been a couple of clips that have been uh, roaming around on social media, on Twitter. Even Daniel got a quote tweet from Devonta Harris himself. Um, this guy runs like a man on with his hand, a hair on fire. Like yeah. he, he definitely is like he shot out of a cannon. He is coming with cruel intentions when he is trying to hit the punt returner, uh, which is great. That's what you want. You want a guy who is going to be kind of a little bit reckless because that's what it takes on special teams. You're literally running as hard as you possibly can to try to run through people 
and yeah. get someone on the ground. That's what this guy is going to bring to you. You need that kind of intensity on this group, especially a group who, like you said, is one of the worst in the NFL again this year. Yeah, and he's had some big hits as a gunner, you know, tackling punt returners and really great timing there too to be able to hit guys right after they catch the ball and just get downfield to be there when the guy's catching the ball because I think we've seen too many times where there's 20 yards of space when the punt returner catches it and there's just way too much room to maneuver. The gunners don't even really seem to have a chance, so they're getting there late or whatever the case may be. But so far, the Chargers have allowed the third most punt return yards in the NFL. And they have a special teams DVOA by football outsiders of 32nd, right? And there's a lot that goes into that. But a big That's part of last, that is the punt return. Yeah, the there's only 32 teams. Everyone should remember that. So 32nd is a pretty big indictment of the Chargers special teams. And obviously, you have Dustin Hopkins missing a kick. You've had some bad kickoff return coverage, right? And things like that. Not a lot punt of it. Block. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of explosivity from your return game either, even though Andre Roberts, I do think, has been a nice upgrade over what the Chargers had previously. I'm not upset with that signing at all. But he's also a guy that spent a lot of time in Brandon Salem. We saw it with Trey Marshall, the defensive backslash safety that they brought in, who's played a lot of special teams and has been getting on the field lately as well for them at safety. I mean, he has ties with Brandon. The thing is, is this is a guy who actually played a lot of corner for Brandon Staley in 2019 when he was in Denver. So he does know kind of what this guy is bringing to the table. I just, I'm not sure at this point whether he's going to be a help. I mean, you look at what his career has been so far, bouncing around a few different places right after being a fifth round pick originally. Now he's on, you know, another team where he's getting another shot. And I just don't know if you're going to find help at the cornerback position at this point in the season. I mean, with Asante Samuel Jr. in the concussion protocol, like he really is the main reinforcements. Like he's, David, the only thing that can really improve what you're getting out of that group right now. I mean, yes, you can get better playing out of Tavon Campbell. Michael Davis, I mean, at least looked a little better last week. It seemed like he wasn't as bad as he was in the Pittsburgh game. And then Chris Harris Jr. is, I think, what Chris Harris Jr. is at this point. But having more people there lets you use him more selectively right and get him out there in situations that benefit his strengths and you know maybe minimize his weaknesses a little bit but that'll be the big thing this week Dave is getting the injury report and seeing how far Asante Samuel Jr. is coming along from that latest concussion against the Steelers because it is his second in a month which is obviously something you're going to want to wait and does this signing you know show how they feel about that is it and you know is it because the Chargers put Mark Webb on injured reserve or is this because they don't know if Asante Samuel Jr. is going to play this week. I mean, that is going to have a huge bearing on this game when you're going against someone you know, like Jamar Chase and the talented receivers the Bengals have. Yeah, no question about it. You really want to have your your full you know cadre of of defenders out there um, if you can if you can help it. But you know the the fact that this guy has some familiarity with the type of defense that Brandon sure. Staley is running with the Vic Fangio ties with Denver that is a good thing, but. Also, this is a notoriously very difficult defense to learn. So how much is he going to be able to pick up and consume to where he is actually able to be trusted to go out there and play on defense? I think that's probably a little bit too much to ask, you know, especially being signed in the middle of a week. Uh, But I do expect him to be out there on special teams. But yes, this does heighten the importance of Asante Samuel Jr. And hopefully he does come back healthy Fortunately, he does have an advocate, a very, very highly paid, very, very important advocate on the team who has been through this with Joey Bosa, who knows what's going on right now with, you know, the toll on, you know, his emotional state and kind of 
how he how he really struggled through that. I mean, to have yeah. somebody who has been through that same situation and came through the other side and continues to play at a high level, I think that is a great resource for Asante Samuel Jr. to have uh, on his own team and in the form of a leader of the team as well. Yeah, and for Bosa, I mean, that's like, you know, in his fifth or sixth season where that happens, right? And Asante Samuel Jr., he's not even, you know, through a full season yet as an NFL pro. So, like, it is a little bit different, and it's something that, I mean, I'm sure Joey Bosa is saying, hey, take your time, bro. It's not worth it to try to rush back from it. And from what we've seen from the Chargers medical staff and how they've handled things so far, I think that is the approach that they're going to take. But I also like about Devontae Harris, just lastly, coming from, an organization or spending time with an organization like the Baltimore Ravens, where they have, you know, really exquisite special teams play their first in DVOA. And he had some really good plays for them when he was there. But I like that, you know, bringing guys in from organizations who actually do those things well and have a good program Absolutely. to get guys ready for it. But before we get into the next segment, I do also want to just shout out Chargers RB1 Austin Eckler for continuing to do great things in the community. So earlier today, Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler and his Austin Eckler Foundation unveiled newly installed washers and dryers in three L.A. USD schools in the neighborhood of Watts to help address chronic absenteeism. The washers and dryers were installed in partnership with Think Watts and Ecos, who also donated over 100 gallons of laundry detergent to each school. I'm not getting paid to say this, right? This is just something that not at all. we talk a lot about sports. And like he obviously was cool enough to come on the show and stuff. But that is just really cool, seeing somebody making a difference in his community. It's not a place where he grew up, right? But it's a place he calls home now, and he's getting behind his words, right? A lot of people can say they're going to help once they make money and once they make it, but like Austin Eckler is out here doing it. And so I thought he definitely needs a shout out. And what he had to say was that when he heard that hundreds of students in his local area were falling behind on their education because of something as basic as not having clean clothes, he became motivated to do what he could to help them out. Growing up where I did, I saw education as a way to improve my life and reach my potential. I'm so happy to reduce a barrier like clean clothes and contribute in a small way to these students' future successes. And like, I think everybody can kind of empathize with that like just not being able to have clean clothes to go to school like what a good cool cause in the community trying to help underserved communities in Austin Eckler as good as he is as a football player is showing he's just as good as a person right to do things like he just this. shows that all-star character once again Austin Eckler continuing to show his passion and go out there and help where he can it's just it's very admirable to see yeah, and you can just see the causes too. Like before, he was building gyms in high schools, right, to promote physical growth, you know, being healthy and all those things. Like he does things he's really passionate about and just ends up being a really good dude as well who can follow through and make things happen in the community. And there needs to be more people like Austin Echo. I think that's easy to say. But we do have There's some voicemails that we want to get into today because we haven't gotten into as many voicemails. We've been a little crowded, especially with Thanksgiving last week. And we got some good ones this week. So coming up next, we're going to be talking about what it takes to be a Chargers fan because it's not for the fan of our. And we'll also talk about how important it is for the Chargers during Justin Herbert's rookie contract to get that Super Bowl before it becomes much harder with how much money it looks like he's going to make right now. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. And right now, guys, it's a great time to be betting on sports because you have a lot of sports in full swing, you got football college and pro football right the nba is back nhl is back and you have ufc and boxing and things like that on the weekend everything is better when you have some money riding on it and the best place to bet the place where you're going to get the best odds and lines is at betonline.ag the number one spot for all of your sports action this season and they'll even give you some free money to play with because if you guys head to the new website or the mo- the desktop or the new mobile website you guys can sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on this promo code locked on all caps 
one word to get a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money to play with. And when you win big on money that you didn't even have to put in, that's a great, great feeling. And they're going to give you some money to play with. So from football, basketball, NFL, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, guys. Well, it's time to get into some voicemails, and we haven't done it in a long time. So I felt like today would be a good day to do it. And there's definitely some venting and some really good questions and people even considering, you know, their fandom of the Chargers, which many Chargers fans have been through. But I think Chargers fans are a very hardened group, right? But before we get into that, I do need to say that if you guys want to get your voices on the show, you can call into 323-524-7924. And we're trying to get all the Chargers voicemails played on the show. So we wanted to get into some here, David, and I think we have to start with the funniest one because we had Tommy calling into the show and it was a voicemail we didn't expect. I know you were a little upset because you know what it takes to be a Chargers fan. Let's hear what former fan Tommy has for us. My name is Tommy and I was at the Chargers Broncos game tonight and the way they played was god awful. I've been a Chargers fan for 20 years and honestly, I think I'm a Rams fan now. I'm tired of losing every freaking game. Well, I mean, it's hard to say six and five is losing every game, but the way that the Chargers lose literally games not. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, quite literally, it's not. And, like, you could be a Lions fan, you know what I mean? So it's always <laughs> fair to keep things yeah, in your perspective. could be worse. Yeah, it could, it's always fair to keep things in perspective, but the Rams have also lost three in a row. So, I mean, that's it's not looking like much of a better option. I would say right now I feel firmly in my belief that the Chargers even with their flaws right now, are set up for the future better than the Los Angeles Rams are. But, David, this just goes to the point of, like, it takes a certain type of person to be a Chargers fan. And most, it's not usually, you know, picked up along the way. I mean, I know there's bandwagon fans out there, but you usually have to inherit Chargers fandom and then yell at your parents for making you a Chargers fan. It's something more like that, but it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Well, it's like, dude, you've seen some of the most explosive teams in NFL history wear lightning bolts. You've yeah. seen Chargers teams with LaDainian Tomlinson, Drew Brees, Antonio Gates, Eric Weddle, Junior Seau. I mean, just, you know, some absolute legends of the game in general. So how can you tell me you, you, you haven't seen good quality football? And also, if you can be a Charger fan, this is setting you up for the rest of your life. Because there's no other adversity or or kind of pain uh, that you're going to or excitement and happiness for that matter that you're going to deal with or experience without being a Charger fan. Like this is, this sets you up for the adversity you're going to face in the real world. I mean, it's yeah. not all sunshine and, and rainbows and 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 roses out there. Things are hard. Life is difficult. It's not easy. So <clears throat> you have to have the right metal to be a Charger fan. If you don't have that strength, that tough skin, that resiliency, then maybe you do need to find another team to root for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. And like the Chargers make it painful, right? And I mean, if you've been a Chargers fan for 20 years, like you've been through many more painful seasons than the one the Chargers are currently having at six and five. I mean, when me and Dave Yeah, two and fourteen, three and thirteen. I mean, yeah. come on. We had some exceptionally bad seasons, like right when we started, like 2018 before this year was the only good season they've had since we've been covering the team professionally. And I just think that, like, it does suck at times for sure. Like, I get that. Yeah. And I'm sure many Charger fans, you know, at one point or another have been like, why can't I just like another team? So I definitely get that. But, like, the Chargers, 
being a Chargers fan takes a special type of person, right? But the one biggest thing that hurts the most is you don't have the things to fall back on. You don't have the Super Bowl championships, like even the Raiders, right? Having Raiders fans in bring up championships from over 20 years ago and things like that. Like they at least they have yeah, that just argument. Just the cobwebs. Right. And I think that's the one big, you know, chip in arguments that the Chargers fans need most, which is what I think Barnaby here is saying. One of our OG fans calling into the show today. Let's hear what he has for us. Well, this is Barnaby from the 805. Um, just listening to the show and was thinking about something. I wanted to get your feedback on it. So we have Herbert on his rookie contract for at least a couple more seasons. Um, and you saw the Chiefs, right? They won the Super Bowl and a couple other teams that have rookie contracts. What do you think our odds are if we don't win the Super Bowl in the next couple of seasons? And then we got to pay Herbert 30 40 million a season. I think that just kills our odds of ever doing anything. I don't know. Tom Telesco, he's got to knock it out of the park this off season because like you said in today's episode, he's got the cap, he's got the cap space, he's got the draft capital. I mean, we got everything. We're ready to roll and it's time for Tommy T to start knocking it out of the park because I would prefer we get a new GM in sooner rather than later. Um, just thinking about all the strikeouts we've had and how bad our our defense looks right now um, because we are nowhere close to winning a Super Bowl right now um, which is depressing uh, it's on my bucket list I definitely I know every Charger fan out there hates it when you get into an argument with anybody it always comes back to well you guys haven't won one so I'd like to get that monkey off our back I think we got to do it in the next two years but if we don't what are our odds let me know all right fellas keep up the good work Balls up yeah, I mean, Barnaby said it well. I mean, that is an argument that every Chargers fan arguing on any platform on social media has come across. And it's a tired argument, too. But at the same time, I mean, the Chargers could solve it by winning the big one. And I think we always kind of knew that this team wasn't on the verge of Super Bowl contention this year. But it is a great point by Barnaby because it is important to have a discounted quarterback deal to go win a championship. And I mean, I went through and looked at the last 10 Super Bowl winners, right? And obviously... Four of those are Tom Brady, who was on a discounted deal for pretty much every one of those seasons. So that obviously helps in roster construction. But then you look at it, and it's Joe Flacco, right, before he got paid and only got paid because of that Super Bowl. Nick Full was winning it with Carson Wentz on his rookie contract. That one's obviously weird. It's a backup quarterback. But then you have the Russell Wilsons, right? You have the Eli Manning. He did it after he got paid, but obviously it wasn't the numbers you're seeing. Then you have Patrick Mahomes, right, who won it on his rookie contract. And now they still look like a pretty damn good team after his contract extension, too. And I think the important thing to keep in context here is that although it is a five-year deal when you get signed as a rookie, you get that fifth-year option and all those things, you sign that extension after the quarterback's third season or after the first-round pick's third season is usually when that extension comes. That's why you're probably going to see Derwin James's extension come coming up during this offseason, right? And we'll see if Tom Tulesco is the GM during this offseason to hit it out of the park. But one thing it does do, David, is it really narrows the margin for error. I mean, you have to be that much more on top of how you're structuring the cap and the Chargers, you know, supposedly have a really good guy in Ed McGuire to do that. But all the, you know, avenues of trying to get talent become much more narrow when you have a dude taking up that percentage of your salary cap. And with the way Justin Herbert's played so far, even the ups and the downs, he's looking like a 30 to 40 to depending on what it looks like next year, $50 million per year quarterback. So that contract, even with anybody who has a chance to reach those levels, is going to get up there. And the next guy is always the highest paid guy after that. But 
it is really important, David. Like, and that's I think why you wish you could see more urgency for this team, even though I'm not saying become the Rams and trade away all your first round picks, but going for it right now during this very important window. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's okay to say that this team this year is not ready. I think we all know that. We know that there's obvious deficiencies all over this roster, but they do have a lot of really intriguing core pieces and they have them locked up already. So they're in such a just beautiful position to be able to really supplement as many holes as they can in this off season and potentially going into next off season. But after this season, if, and, and they get into this off season and they go into the draft if they, if they're able to really maneuver it the right way, then next season, you can really, really feel good about where this team is and where that window really starts to open quite a bit. I really think, uh, they have all the resources to to make it happen, Daniel. They just need to go out there and hit on the right ones. Yeah, they have to. And I think that's the other thing, too, is why it's so important that you hit on those mid to late round picks, right? Because you need guys who can contribute on cheap contracts. And we talked about it before, you know, Rashawn Slater's already underpaid. Like, you have Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah. who looks good right now, obviously. And top corners are making a ton of money. So, to have those cost control contracts that you have these dudes locked up for as long as you do, I mean, that's huge being able to hit on that because you don't necessarily have the money coming in the future after you sign those big extensions to keep spending really big on a Corey Lindsley in free agency, right? But yeah, they have a lot to work with right now. And we're going to get a little bit more into that in the next segment, just looking at the Chargers kind of failing to pull away in the AFC when they keep continually having chances to win a big game. That kind of really raises their chances of making the playoffs. And we're also going to talk about a guy going to his first NFL game. That's always exciting. And talk a little bit about this Chargers Bengals matchup coming up on Sunday. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, the battle of 2020, you know, first round picks and who will be the best quarterback in that class. We'll get into that and more coming up right after this. But first I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet. And of course I'm talking about built bar. So this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. A built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, the perfect thing has always been food wise. Find me something that's going to fit on my diet that actually tastes great as well. I have something for you. It's built bars. And I think the biggest thing for me is how many flavors that they have and how passionate people are about their flavors. Like, I have gone in, you know, street brawls over flavors of built bars and which ones I think are the best. Like, I've always been. Cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, you know, those are my go-tos. The coconut brownie chunk people, though, are a little ridiculous. You know, those are the guys that are going on the edge. But it is a great flavor as well. We all have our flavors. And if you try the mixed box of Built Bars, you can get every flavor, right? You can try a bunch of different flavors. I know you're going to find one that you like. But having something that fits on your diet that also tastes great is never a given. Find the best protein bar out there, something that's not going to be chalky, not going to be waxy, right? You can tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in the stockings. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of hot chocolate. So many things that you can do this holiday season with your Built Bars and getting all of the limited time flavors that they keep on pushing out as well. I mean, some of those, it's like, make it full time just because they taste so good. But right now, we can even save you guys some money because if you go to Built.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word, to get free money off the best protein bar on the planet, Built Bar. All right, David, well, it's time to get into a couple more voicemails. And again, if you guys want to call into the show, the number is 323-524-7924. But this week we have Brandon from Massachusetts who's going to his first NFL game. And I remember that. 
my first NFL game, I was yelling so loud for players on the sideline to hear me. And like, I remember that Vincent Jackson like turned around one time and after I was screaming at him for like 20 minutes and I was like 12 years old or something, but it's just, there's something about your first NFL experience. Obviously it's going to be a tough matchup this weekend though. So let's see what Brandon is feeling like going into his first ever NFL game. Um, it's Brandon from Massachusetts, and this week I'm going to a Chargers game. Going to the Chargers at Cincinnati. It's going to be my first NFL game, so I'm really excited. I get to go with a friend. I'm flying out to Cincinnati on Thursday. It's a weekend out there, but I'll tell you what. After seeing the performance last week, I'm not all that, I guess is the word, hopeful. I just, what what should I expect when I get out there? What team do you guys think is going to show up this week? Last week and the week that played the Ravens or the team that beat Steelers in primetime? I I just don't know anymore. Fair enough. I mean, I wish I could tell you which team is going to show up because that's been one of the main frustrations with the Chargers so far this year is just the lack of consistency. I mean, you see them go up and beat good teams, look unstoppable offensively, and their offense, you know, has some pretty good markings no matter where you look for as frustrating as it's been. I think timing is a lot of that too, because like the droughts that they go on, you know, the multiple three and out there, multiple bad possessions in a row to start halves and things like that is obviously super frustrating. But I mean, there's just a different feel to going to an NFL game person. You get the best view from your, your couch, honestly, like looking for the best, you know, view. It's hard to do that at midfield at a charger game, you know, ground level sometimes, but like there's just a different feel to going to a game live in person and appreciation that you get for the players and what they're doing out there, how hard those collisions are, how fast these dudes are running around. I mean, it's just awesome. But this matchup, David, obviously is one at this point I'm not feeling great about because it just seemed like it's two teams maybe going in a different direction right now. It seems like the Bengals are pretty hot. The Chargers are hot and cold. And I just think that this team is another team who has a pretty formidable defense and a lot of offensive weapons. They're going to test a, you know, pretty banged up, very inconsistent Chargers defense. Yeah, they will. Uh, And Joe Burrow likes to throw it up to Jamar Chase. I mean, if you look at the stats, it's very, very clear. And the last couple of games, he will take his shots. And that's why he's thrown 12 interceptions this year, because he I mean, he's just going to give his guy a chance, which, you know, I mean, sometimes you'd wish, you know, Justin Herbert did that a little bit more. But he is uh, he's risk averse or not risk averse. He he is uh, he's a gunslinger. He will throw it out there. So there's going to be opportunities in this game. I think, you know, to answer the question is what what Charger team is going to show up? We'll find out very soon. We'll find out in the first half because this Chargers team, if they don't get off to a good start and they don't get into that good offensive rhythm from the jump, then they really don't get into that rhythm the rest of the game. We've seen that in the games that they win and we've seen it in the games that they lose. They just and lose very badly. So the first half and the energy that they play with and, you know, the what they're putting out there on offense, if they're scoring not just putting together good drives, I mean scoring touchdowns, that's going to tell us what type of team we're going to see and if they're in it. If the Chargers are able to keep it close, I think that's a very, very important thing going into this game because the last several games, the Bengals have really put their opponents away before the the, the end of the first half. So you have to stay in it. If you can get a lead, that's the best possible thing that you can do because like I said, Joe Burrow will throw it up. And obviously if he doesn't, if he's playing from behind, he's going to do that a whole lot more and you have opportunities to take the ball away and give it back to your offense. 
Yeah, and you saw it a little bit last week with the Broncos. Just, you know, when you let teams get out to that early lead, you're playing catch-up, you know, you're having riskier situations. You're putting so much on both sides of the ball to stay in the game and stop the bleeding and those things and letting the other team dictate to you how they're going to play and playing into their hands. I mean, you don't want the Joe Mixon show on Sunday, right? one way, and and that's with Joe Burrow being a very good option to go to as well but at least joe burrow you know has made some mistakes he has gotten pressure that has affected him there are well and he has two tackles that have given up almost 10 sacks as well so i mean he doesn't get the best protection either sure and like i just think that is you are gonna know very soon especially that's also an indictment on the adjustments as well that are being made it is you have a ton of faith that the Chargers are going to turn around and look like a different team necessarily in the second half even though you've seen it at points most of it's been retaliation to other teams coming back on you and then having to come up with a response. So this is a very inconsistent team. They're going up against a very talented, a pretty good team, right? And a chance to catch up to them in the conference in the AFC and potentially catch up to the Kansas City Chiefs as well. So it's going to be a huge matchup. And I'm very, very excited slash nervous. and know it's going to probably cause some Chargers fans a heart attack. And I feel for their families, obviously. But we do have another voicemail that we have to get into here because we have another OG Curtis Loki calling into the show today. Let's hear what he has for us. That's Curtis Loki. Um, I'm calling about five minutes after the uh, pick six at the end of this at the end of the game. Um, not much to say other than you know I wonder why we lose games like this and we end up winning games that really don't hold much value. It's like we'll lose the games that are most important or mean the most. And I think, you know, I'm on Twitter a lot, and I'm looking at all the fans' reactions, and it's just so sad because I feel their pain Like I, because it's always at the worst opportune times. We went from having the opportunity to literally lead the division, and now we're tied. I think we're still in what puts us in second place, but now we're tied 6-5 and five with the Raiders and the Broncos. And we got smoked. And it's just, man, it's 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 nerve-wracking. But at the end of the day, like I said, you know, I didn't really believe. I'm Super Bowl or bust over here for me. But uh, my main thing is, like, when I believe we're super competitive is when I'll probably start taking it a little bit more personally. So I look forward to the offseason. I'm not saying I, I'm still going to enjoy the wins, but I look forward to the offseason because, as I said in previous uh calls man it's going to be nice to fill some of these holes because man do we have a lot of them so anyway love the show and uh, go Bulls yeah I mean I get that I definitely feel for Chargers fans obviously we're in the Chargers echo chamber on Twitter and and social media and stuff just because of our fan base and you know the people we follow as well with the team but it's just that's been the story all season though David is just having these chances to separate yourself and to show that you're a good team and this team might be ahead of schedule this it wasn't a team that was necessarily supposed to contend for a Super Bowl this year or a team that we thought would contend for a Super Bowl this year. Playoff contention is more like it, and that's kind of what you've been, a team that's contending for a playoff spot. But Right, on that the has been, Yeah, exactly, and I just think that's been part of the problem, though, consistently, is like every time you get up on the team, and it's been back and forth, right? You feel good about the Pittsburgh win, and then you lose the next game to the Broncos, right? And it's just been such a back-and-forth season. You win against the Eagles, you lose to the Vikings. And, and that, I think, is going to play, you know, a major factor in how things end this season. If the Chargers don't make it, there's going to be a lot of moments you'll look back on and been like, things go different in this game. If the Chargers show up in this game, right, obviously it's 6-5. and five, It's still a positive season so far. But failing to pull away definitely has been one of the storylines. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not something that's just been this year. I mean, I, I remember the, the Chargers had an opportunity against the Chiefs to to win the division back in 2018 and or not win, like take take a stranglehold in the division sure. if they were able yeah. to win that second game and they just laid an egg. And it's just like, man, why, why can't you guys rise up to the occasion? But we've seen it this season, Daniel, whenever they go up against a really good head coach or a really, really good defense. This team just has a lot of trouble getting the upper hand. And is it the game plan? Is it the personnel? I mean, obviously we don't know about the game plan part of it, but we do know that the personnel is not exactly where Brandon Staley and this organization wants it to be at this point. And we know when time, the game so. plan is not working. <laughs> more yeah, definitely. We, we do know that there does need to be some more adjustments and they, they need to be able to make those more adjustments more in real time and, and really – you know, if something's not working, if a player's not working, you got to have the confidence to be able to yank them and put somebody else in. I mean, yes, I'm talking about you, Kelamente. Sorry, you you had a very very bad game. Uh, it was it it was it was tough. It was really hard to watch. But I mean, that's football. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna see what this team is gonna look like, and there's still a lot in front of them. That's the one thing I got to stress. There's still three division games that that can really change the course of how this season is going to look, but. To sit here right now at six and five, obviously it's basically the definition of inconsistent. You just you can't they can't ever it's a roller coaster. They can never just have that upward trajectory that you want to see because this team isn't where it needs to be yet. Yeah, I mean I, I agree with that. The roster's not where it needs to be. It's not a Super Bowl roster. It's a roster that has some really good players that if things break right for you, if you're no quarterback playing on a superstar level then you'll win games. And I think the Chargers obviously set some tough expectations on themselves when they started off four and one, but this is much more of a six and five team with the obvious, you know, deficiencies that they have. And, you know, when you're, you know, the 29th, you know, late twenties, as far as defensive DVOA, when you're 32nd, as far as special teams DVOA, when you have those major flaws, it's going to, you know, highlight the things that are going wrong offensively as well. Even if that's a unit that's, you know, second in DVOA right now, and is actually, you know, historically one of the best teams at converting first downs on any given series. They're up near 80% of any series turning into a first down for them, according to the Chargers communication. So awesome. like, they have a lot of things that are going well for them, but they're still not a complete team that can throttle teams, can put teams away consistently and compete with teams, even if it's a bad matchup for them. So there's a lot of areas in which they have to grow, but still a ton of reason to be excited. And I think that's the thing too, is like, the Chargers have some exciting players. You're going to have some frustrating moments because it is not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination. But plenty of things to get up for you. on Sundays. Yeah, no, plenty of things to this get up for. This is not a team that anyone wants yeah. to face on any given Sunday because if that A, that 100% in A Chargers team shows up, they can beat anybody in the NFL. I truly wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. But that's the Jekyll and Hyde of it. Who's going to show up? Yeah, and, like, I think the tough thing, too, is, like, even with Anthony Lynn, like, they weren't getting blown out in a lot of games. They still played a ton of one-score games in which they lost, right? And a lot of that was due to the good players and having things, you know, break their way sometimes in the good seasons, like 2018, when you get the bounces and things like that. But a lot of seasons, you have to go out there and take it. And, I mean, the NFL has such parity in it right now that there's so many games being, you know, decided by one score anyways that there is not a lot of separation 
in talent. A lot of it's coming down to preparation and how you, you know, come through late in games. And if you have the roster to, you know, go through an NFL season as carnivorous as it is, right, and how much it's going to take away from you health-wise and just having the fallback plans, having the plan Bs and Cs at certain positions, and the Chargers don't have that right now, and that's been a major issue for them. But it's a very exciting team. It's a team that's going to rip your heart out. It's a team that's never going to make it, you know, an easy Sunday for you. But that's the you thing. Will I like. you're alive. You'll, oh, you'll know you're alive. You'll know you're alive. I mean, you, <laughs> and then until you're not because the Chargers, you know, rip your heart out of your chest. But, like, that's the thing about being, you know, and following and liking the Chargers as well is, like, the wins feel that much sweeter because they every do. win that you get late in the game, every time that Justin Herbert does come through and he has a game-winning driver, Dustin Hopkins hits a game-winning field goal. You think back on the Nate Kading missed field goals. You think back about a late Phillip Rivers interception. So, like, for as, you know, sadist and masochist as it sounds, like, it, all that torture makes the wins that much sweeter. And right now is a very, very exciting time to be a Chargers fan. And I think that's lost. I didn't, you know, it's easy to get caught up in one season here or there. The foundation yeah. is laid for the Chargers right now to be successful for a long time, and they are a team that's on the up and up. And I think, you know, if that job at GM were to become available, it'd be <laughs> the most Highly sought, sought after. after. Yeah. It'd be the most sought after job in the NFL. And I think it was the most, you know, sought after head coaching vacancy as well this season, but a lot to be excited for. And the chargers, you know, maybe they will develop that killer instinct and maybe they will come more together as a team and get better results defensively and special teams. Why specifically get more consistent on offense and be able to start stringing together some wins. We just haven't seen it so far. But huge game coming up this weekend. Again, that should have been flexed into primetime, but didn't. It's still a great showcase for Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow, and a great showcase for the Chargers to get back on track by beating a good team and improving their position and stock in the AFC right now, where every inch is so important to gain, and the Chargers have a chance to gain that this weekend with a lot of divisional games going around a lot, around the league. Could be a moving Sunday where some teams are really shifting inside that conference. So I'm really excited about it. To get more on that, make sure to check back in with us tomorrow because it is crossover Thursday. So David is going to be joining the Locked On Bengals podcast. Another good show, great show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Going to be a great show to get some enemy intel and figure out how to beat the Cincinnati Bengals team. That is really come out of nowhere to be one of the surprises in the AFC so far this year. So to make sure you guys miss that, Check out our new Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and subscribe there, or you can follow wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the TuneIn app, the new Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast from. If you guys want to get on the next voicemail show, the number is 323-524-7924. We're trying to get all the Chargers voicemails played on the show. But if you guys want to make sure you never miss a show, you can also follow us on all of our social media. You can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as the show's Twitter at Locked on LAC. We always post all of the shows there. And you can also find us on our new at Locked on Chargers Instagram page and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow with the, one of the biggest crossovers of the season because it is a gigantic game this season. So make sure to check on tomorrow for crossover Thursday when we're going to get some enemy intel on the Cincinnati Bengals. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.